got a fanny pack name right there. Welcome to that sound. This is when that food slap. I mean, you on a snack right now? You chewing, you about to mm, go to work, do what you do. Maybe you getting up and folding some clothes. What? What's that sound? You know who it is. It's your boy, J-Bell. <laughs> That's right. We out here, third time coming. Here we are. <laughs> Something light, right? Just like this morning light. Right? You know what it is? Always, yeah. always. Yes, uh, so right here we have a we have a special guest, a close one, deep to the yawn in the building. What's good? What's good? That's what they call you. What what they call you out there? Um, they call me scholarship. They call me young scholar. You know what I'm saying? D uh, D money, big D. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, someone calling you degree out there? Uh, I mean scholarship. No, never heard D that one. Degree. Never heard that one. Yeah, I know you got that. Facts. Yes, sir. Hey, well, right now. I was just coming off of like a feeling, you know, something similar to a palm tree. You know huh. what I mean? Maybe, maybe it's the incense, you know. We got the incense. <laughs> we got the we got the air purifier. Yeah, we got it. We always got to sanitize. You know, we got the vibes going in here. Hey, and I'm not even. I'm gonna keep it G100. Like I'm yes, changing sir. my diet to some plant based stuff. So I'm eating. I'm, I'm eating 80 percent plant based. Really? Yeah. So, like, I'm eating. Uh, steak and stuff that's on the weekend but at least monday through thursday no no meat like i did it right there i liked it i liked it how'd you feel though like uh, like like how'd your like how'd your body react because it had a certain reaction to it right well, or like <laughs> i'll tell you like this when you eat on a health level prestige to like vegeta's super sane level mm -hmm. something like that over nine thousand. The first effect before what you're looking for, like the physique, mm -hmm. is the gas. Gassy as fuck. All these candles in here is because I've been blowing this bitch up all day. The <laughs> air was different in here. It was different. It was dense. And I'll give it a G, and that's only when I eat plant-based, when I'm eating cauliflower, yeah. broccoli. Uh, but it's mostly what I think it is. It's the meat. It's the it's the fake meat. Yeah. It, Cause that's was ever since I had to fake me just to have that imitation, just to feel like I'm eating healthier. You know? Yeah, yeah, going with the eggs, just that. And I know, it, like, you have to acknowledge that even though it's not real meat, mm -hmm. it could be more unhealthy than real meat. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, very just, true. Just going off the straight. Hey, it's fake meat, so it's healthier. I'm gassy. I get. I'm clearing out my system, but it's suspect. You feel me? Yes, sir. You know, and on top of that, I just got these CMOS capsules. And CMOS is basically like a plant that lives in the sea. And so our bodies have 102 minerals, and CMOS is comprised of 92 of those minerals. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, ooh, like if I actually got the CMOS, I could be something different, but I just got the capsules on Amazon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but no, I feel you on the, on the gassy part. I'll be at work like, oh, man. <laughs> it's crazy because like I have to make real life choices it, when I'm with myself. I can't. I don't know. You have to. You all have to have a time where you when you battled yourself, mm -hmm. even with just the gas. Like I'll I'll tell you what kind of person I am. I'm the type of person when when I blow up. Like when I'm home alone. Like I don't have to worry about none of y'all. I mean, just me and my partner. You know what I'm saying? Like when I blow up the bathroom, I'd be proud of myself when it when it makes me go fuck. Like that shit stink. 
Because normally you ain't supposed to smell your own shit, you know. Low mm. key, you be immune to it more than you know it kind of thing. <laughs> but you be immune. But when when that shit knocks you out, blast. <laughs> when that shit knocks you out, I'll be like, whoa, like I almost knocked myself out. I'm proud of myself. Like that was wild. But when I have it and I'm out in public and I don't want to keep the poison in and I got to do a crop, <laughs> a crop dust. <laughs> What I gotta, what I gotta, what I gotta, when I gotta, when I gotta fart, right? I'm talking real life situation, interview before the interview, just out at the grocery store, just real life situation. It's like you have to make a choice. Yeah, yep. Are you gonna fart and like potentially be accused? For sure. Hell or, no. Hell or, no. or are you gonna are you gonna hold that and feel like just hold that poison and it kind of gotta feels, hold it? You gonna hold it? Gotta hold it. Hey, gotta I, hold it. I've been known the crop dust. Just hit the. You know. Yeah. You see, just drop the crop dust over the field. Oh yeah, yeah, just, hey, yeah, yeah. Gone. That'd be hey, the one. That'd be gone. The one, yeah. Like I'm at this. Gotta. Like it had to happen, but I'm gotta. gonna just keep scooting. Gotta. And at the same, like, scooter, scooter. Got, scooter, <laughs> scoot. That's I'm for gone. sure. Hey, and the cold you part. Gotta scoot, you got to hit it. Just hey, the scooter cold, out of there. You know hey, what I'm saying? Hey, the cold part is. The cold part is. Just, it, it's all on the walk. Like, if you're going to fart and, and, in a crowded area and get out without being, casual, like, nice you, you have the advantage of being the only one that knows. So it's all about <laughs> Like, scientifically, <laughs> no one else is going to find out until another seven to ten seconds. So you got about seven seconds to skirt real quick. And then people are going to be like, yo, yo. But then, if you go out too fast, if you go out too fast, like before that seven seconds, they'll, it'll be obvious. Like, the one that scootered did it. You know, hey, but, but you already out, you already at <laughs> the place though. So as long as you don't gotta come back that way, you good. That's all mental after that. <laughs> I, I like I bell. I know you. I know you feel it when you walk. You walk the perfect pace out, and it's like walk that perfect pace, and it's like you're a victim too. See, and that's where the Golden Globe nominees comes in, where you actually have to get your act on. You know, act like you smell it. You in there with the other person going, yo, what? Yo, what is that smell? You know what I'm saying? Like, you really can't walk out too quick or you don't see you the suspect. Yo, you do the rhyme, you do the crime. Yo. You know, if they be pulling, they pulling the you smell that, you dealt that. But hey, <laughs> if you do the rhyme, you do the crime. But here's the thing. That's what makes it, yo, like, everyone's quiet about it. The no snitch culture. Like, you smell it, you dealt it. So we all smell it. And we all act like we don't smell it. And we fucking suffering. We're like, everyone's <laughs> making that face, too. Everyone got that face. We're like, yeah. <laughs> it's the slight bent face, you know, very slight, like a smirk. And, uh, yeah, man, all right, I'm just keeping it real. Like, you all been there off, off the boom, boom, pow. <laughs> that chicka, chicka, boom, boom from Chewy's. Uh, but hey, just coming in. Uh, glad you're tuning in. Uh, we're just gonna jump right into it. Yeah. So what do we got for him today? The, what, this is what topic? I right off the top. Crucial conversations. I thought about it just off. Of here, here we go. Your legacy. Mm. So my question is. You know what makes the, the legacy is so powerful, but it's uh what is it? It's uh it's an amount of money or property left to someone in a will. Okay, so it, that's the that's the Google definition. The Google definition. I, I googled it. I'm All right, no, that's lie. what we needed. So, repeat that for me again. Legacy. 
legacy an amount of money or property left to someone in a will in a will okay so Dion what's your what's your legacy read that one more time for me an amount of money or property left to someone in a will dang not much if not any at all uh yeah i could i'm right with you brother <laughs> as far as i don't have no property go ahead read that definition again golly we get it if y'all don't get anything from this you're gonna know the definition of legacy and i put that on baby okay they got two i'm, I'm gonna throw y'all the little side piece because there's always a backside there's always a backside an applicant to a particular college or university who is regarded preferentially because a parent or other attended the same institution. Whoa, legacy child. So I think that's <laughs> that's like going to college and I guess you're like a generational student. They just let you in or something like what? Yeah, what's good. up with that? Whoa. Whoa. All right, one more time. Read me that one again. I got to know what we're done. That's it. An applicant to a particular applicant. college or university mm. is regarded preferentially because a parent or other we attended the purpose. same institution. Because your mama came here. We picking you on purpose. Because hmm. you came here. What's your legacy? SPU. Mad silent. I feel for you, bro. It's just, uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> you, you attained that one. You attained that college. So, that's what we're saying. So right now, if my kid goes to UW, uh -huh. are they a legacy child if they get accepted? Is that what that's telling me? I'm saying yes. But are you going to force your child to go to the same university with you, though? Ooh. Because it's carrying on your legacy, so you're going to force them? You know? But but I guess it depends, like, if you want to. Or her. Or her, yeah. It depends if you want to. Like how you feel uh, on the growth, right? Mm -hmm. Either you're going to resent because he pushed it on you too hard or you're just going to want to go to your dad's college mm -hmm. because he repped it like the Jersey go, the W and the Always. Ooh. Always, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I I think when I was getting ready to go to college, I wanted to be a... a Yeah, when I actually when I think about being in college, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. I, I, hey, just know that shit regular. Like, keep going to classes to figure out what it is you want to be. Yeah, I'm in that thought right there. Um, uh, back to yeah. So I'm like, what's your legacy? Like, yours is probably you went to you went to SPU, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like my son would probably have a if he goes to SPU, right? Is he just your legacy now, child now because you went there? And do they accept him because they know you went there? Oh, yeah. Uh, he'll probably put my name down or something. They'll probably definitely have him in there. You know, They'll they'll consider it for sure. Yeah, they'll consider it. <laughs> they better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a lot of hard work in college. Hey, because what I think is this. I'm like, our legacy child only children that parents has money that potentially put big donations of charity into the college. You know, where they're like, my dad paid for this pool. Like, that's a legacy child off top, right? Right. He he put personal money into it. Yeah, you're going to that school, no tuition potentially type. I, I don't know. I mean, it's maybe not. Because I'm thinking about that scandal thing that happened with yeah. legacy children last year. Yeah. Uh, where I think I think the. They, yeah. Does that, does that ring any bells to anyone? 
I think that she was um, paying money for her daughter to go to like a D1 university. Um, don't quote me on that. Though. Yeah. But yeah, but is that like generational yeah. wealth though? You know what I mean? Like if, you know, you kind of want like, like for instance, we all buy like Gucci or like Dolce & Cabana or we want the new Ford or the new Ferrari. Yeah. But you know, some people do, some people do, but in reality you're buying, you're buying someone's name though. You're yeah. not creating general generational wealth. Wow, right there. You're buying a name. Hold on. So you're telling me back in 1987 BC, the homie, you know, was like, yeah, my my dog Ferrari, you know, he's finna, ooh, ooh, ah, you know, open up a shop and skirt, skirt, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then now we're out here just saying Ferrari. Yeah. Imagine the conversation, having that talk on this, uh, that's the dude who built, you know, and fled Friendstones, those little guys who had the car. Yabba dabba dude. Yabba dabba dude. <laughs> the dude who built the cart. That's uh, Ford right there. That's Tom Ford right there. Yeah, whoa. Legacy, yeah. all right? That's a legacy for sure. For the sure. amount of property. If your last name's Ford, you get what you want whenever. I'm mm. talking about all the vegetables at a great price. Mm. That's what I mean. Your health is your wealth hmm. my name is ford yes sir but oftentimes i mean you can know i've seen wealthy people be dummy out of shape mm -hmm. and then i've seen them be in super shape but here's the thing that i i don't think we always often question people wealthy right i mean whatever level i guess we measure wealth to each his own um it it doesn't come with happiness necessarily right because yep. you're sacrificing time to grind 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 kids on the way grind grind life's coming grind grind you know mm -hmm. gotta keep gotta stay hungry gotta keep the balance you know and i don't know about y'all but in school when you drop from a 90 percent to a 71 percent and you're trying to bring it back up it's so much harder to get from 71 like get a good grade on the test a 90% or 85. No, yeah, I know what you mean. And then your 71% goes to a 74. You're like, cool. You know, get a hit another midterm or something. Get a 60. And I'm like, how am I getting this number up? You're like, you got to get that syllabus in off top. You got to mm -hmm. get the whatever points you can. Because when you, when you lose points on the way up, I don't know that feeling. That's all I'm saying. So, now multiply that billion times a thousand, you know, of always just getting graded. That's, you know, our credit score, you know, um, your history and payments, you know, just we're just out here getting graded. And then you get based upon your life grade, you get access to different amount of, of money, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and yeah. then based this is my understanding just in the last couple of years, I ain't no expert. In, but all right. So I got my grade for my credit. And then, uh, baby, listen, a credit score is essentially an IOU, you know, for the bureaus. Um, and that's just due to history of whatever payments I'm making. I said I was going to buy this. I paid it off. I didn't get no late fees on my Macy's card. So my, you know, and, um, cool. So I'm getting those points. Then I'm, then I'm using those points and opening up my own business or something. That's what I'm hearing. Right. Yeah. So. Now, you know, I open up my business and that's 
a different person right there. Like, that's not my social security number anymore. So at that point, my business is, if I have a credit card on my business, um, it doesn't affect my 800 score if it's my utilization is over a certain mm -hmm. amount. Yep. So my understanding of credit is you don't want your utilization to be above 30%. So for that, if your card is a $600 card, you don't want to have your payments on that card being over whatever 30% of 600 is. If anyone can kind of go for it, I don't know, I want to say mm -hmm. like 80 bucks or something. 180, yeah. All right, so 180. So you keep it at least 180 or drive it lower. You know, it gets to there, but it goes on. It's not at like you're using 500 of your 600, you have 100 left to spend on it. That's going to keep decreasing your credit unless that's gone and within the payment time. That's my understanding of that, right? So I explained it to what I understand about, which we're not learning in school. It's crazy. We should be learning that. And I guess, hold on, let me stop myself. I'm saying we not learning, but different locations get different access to different information. Maybe, the, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. the thing. Those schools are learning and getting that knowledge and knowing that they can file their own taxes and they don't have to go to Jackson Hewitt or H&R Block. You know, they can do it themselves. And when you know you can, you know, I used to think taxes were so complicated in high school, not knowing what it is. When did you have your first grasp of tax? Like, uh, what age were you like, oh, you just recopy your W-2 into your thing and whatever you overpay. When did you grasp that? Yeah, I don't think I grasped my first concept of uh, how to file taxes um, until... I think my freshman year of college. Yeah. Wow. Freshman year. And that's, I would say that's around the time. I may have been even, I feel like my mom was still filing for me, maybe my freshman year. Or no, I, I must have went to Jackson Hewitt. Yeah. But I didn't know what was going on really. I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. And then I eventually started working for Jackson Hewitt. So what about yourself? Yo, I, I low key, so I moved to, to Texas as a high schooler yeah but then i was like oh i'm going back to washington and i'm gonna get my my in-state tuition mm -hmm. so i did that and then when i moved back so i filed my first taxes at like junior year in high school Sheesh. like shout out to miss de la cruz whoa Loki. so so you filed in high school okay yeah at, filing my taxes as a high schooler also helped me get into college though yeah, you. Were, I mean, if you so, weren't living there, you were an independent. You know, if you were right. Living. So, but I mean, when it when it made going to college, I wasn't independent, like because I was out there just doing my thing by myself. So it was like it definitely helped because they're like, oh, we see you working, so you're obviously you know still trying to go to school and you're working, so you can yeah, go to man. school. So they're like, yep. Mm, school. But yeah, school and work and delegating. If you do that, shout out to you because <laughs> when you get into like your real work first workforce. You know hard work. Yeah, you do. You know what it is to do essays and get them done no matter what's going on in your life because you're going to get told there's an excuse out there in the real world. You know, you look, you know, things happen when you're when you're studying. And 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 when you're trying to study and go to work. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to the ones that made it grinding doing what you gotta do to get that essay in by 11:59. we see you keep that up you might be on your 
69, maybe barely passing grade. Keep going. That's all I know. That's all you know now. Keep going. You don't know nothing else. Your finals, midterm, all that shit. Let that boy live or girl. That's right. Hey. Yeah, we back. What's good? What's good? No, 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 no. Because right now, I'm done with all that. I ain't doing this work no more. Okay. I'm going to take this time for myself. Hey. Hey, getting on that beatbox. Hey. No, no, so right now we studying, all right? We studying the game. We studying the beat. We studying the rhythm. And when I say that, we studying the rhythm of these charts, all right? Now, you know what I'm talking about when I say them charts, Dion. Let's get charting. Yeah, let's get charting. I'm talking about Robin Hood, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about Alice in Wonderland. No, I'm playing just Robin Hood. A Mary Trade, uh, E-Trade, uh, 401k Connect, like, however you get in your shit. Fidelity, Fidelity, TV, Charles Schwab, Charles Schwab, like, hey, so when I name these off, I just gotta, what names, what two names in trading just pop to your mind when you think about trading? Like, Ooh, top two names in trading, uh, top two names in trading, I say... TD Ameritrade for sure. TD you know, Ameritrade, the top name. Everyone, everyone throws them around, you know. But uh, I, other than that, I say uh, you know E Trade or Fidelity. At okay, E Trade, Fidelity at second. All right, Bell. What's what's the trading thing you've heard of in your just when you think of trading or shares or stocks? What name popped up, if any of the above? Or yeah. I'm gonna have to go E Trade. That's E Trade. That's the one I got. So I'm uh, going E Trade. Yeah, you know? E Trade, close I, to home. As well, so IV trade, and this is all work related. Are we all connected through shares? My introduction through shares was through my job. Uh, how about you yourselves? Uh, no, no, I've I've been trading equities for five years now, six years now. So I I started um, a little just after high school, so twelfth grade. And all right, I've been so doing dang, that all right, since, so twelfth grade. Take me there, because right now I'm twenty eight. You know. I'm a grown-ass man talking about, like, I just got in three year, two years ago at the most, started actually putting money into the market. Yeah. You know, even if it was just, like, my job's just taken out, I didn't think of it. That's how it started. Now I'm going personally. So just being on that, um, you're telling me you did it in 12th grade. What was your introduction, uh, first app or first way you traded something? You don't have to be specific what your trades are up to you, but what was the first, like, app? or way you were like bam i put money in and i just moved something um it was actually a trip to europe so i had the pleasure of going to uh london my senior high school and um i went to the bank uh gave them 20 bucks and asked them for um you know british dollars yes and uh wow. she gave me the the um the money and when i was over in europe um i had um, bought something and then tried to transfer it back to us and i had lost about two bucks and okay. i was like how did i just lose money you know just simply going overseas like i lost two dollars so then i was like 
what just happened? So I asked my economics professor, my own, my stats professor actually. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, the, it's the exchange rate. So that, 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 that word, whenever I travel exchange rate, exchange rate, that was always getting in my head. So I was like, what does that mean? And, um, and, uh, I just realized that, you know, when you get back to your home, you know, you might pull up with two more dollars than where you came from. So I was like, I was like, geez. So, um, I, I was Googling it cause I was like research. I was Googling like exchange rate and stuff. And I, I heard of this thing called Forex. It's called, um, uh, foreign exchange, Forex stands for foreign exchange. And you can trade currency. So you can like mm. trade the U S dollar versus for like Canada the US. or pesos. Or yeah. Yeah. The Euro and, um, Euro. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that was my intro to investing was uh Forex trade. So when you're telling me you're trading currency, what does that mean? Like you have, I, uh, on XO, like you buy, I put $30 in and then when the dollar is worth more than Canada, I see who's willing to buy it for me, I guess, or exactly. Yeah. So you're Forex trading, you have a platform and if you're buying, then someone else on the other side of that transaction and is you selling. Would, and, and since it's like what you were saying, different, um, currencies, is it, is what you're measuring instead of like Apple, Microsoft stocks, like kind of numbers, you're measuring the value of dollars in different regions. Exactly. Yep. You got it. Okay, cool. So then, um, so the, like just off the fly, if you, you know, you probably keep up for one throughout the month, where's the dollar rate in comparison to maybe someone else? Like is the Euro better currently or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the year, I don't know the exact numbers, but the Euro, um, is worth more than the dollar right now. So the U S dollar due to, due to COVID has been taking quite a hit. Um, you know, that, you know, hence the, the rise of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you know, people are, are um are, are kind of ditching physical paper and trying to go more digital um given the supply of paper and you know inflation everything like that so mm-hmm. um cryptocurrency uh, be on the lookout for it all right and so my understanding just from just um as you said yeah cryptocurrency is popping out more common it, it, it's the thing like the crypto is a thing where it was whispered to you it was told to you back in 2010 or whatnot and uh you just like, yeah, like, I I hear you, I hear you. I get you know, and then someone goes, I told you, like you thought I was playing. You know what I mean? And everyone's now everyone's you know, Dogecoin, including myself. Like here's a dollar, here's two. Now, I guess you can look at it a few ways. Is it all right? At least you finally are getting on, or you know, mm-hmm. is it like you just bandwagon and you want to understand right. it's not worth your time now? But I guess to my understanding, what you said with uh, what you're just saying with uh, like with covid is we're we're in debt as a country right at least that's something i always hear through debates like we're in billions and billions of debt Mm -hmm. and then my always my 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 naive or like child thought or at the simplest form is why don't we just print more money you know we just print it if we're in debt print it and pay it right but now i'm understanding the more you print the more less valuable it is it brings down the value like oh if you have so if we're getting all these $1,400 $1,400 stimulus, $2,000 stimulus. Everyone's getting two racks. Now the dollar is just going down because we just gave people money, right? Is that what I'm understanding? Like, yeah, yeah, al- no, you got it. Almost like um, the Yeezys when they were, when the Yeezys were, you know, when they first came out and it was harder to get, they you could resell them at a high price. Now that when he mass made Yeezys, everyone had the white ones. It was like as soon as you went to go to stock X or these things, you got it for 200 and people can only sell it for maybe 215 or 230 but at one point it was a thousand because it was a thousand dollars to sell off some sneakers 
you know, and that's just because it got more printed. And now I'm looking at a different, I guess, economical level. We're talking about dollar bills now. Right. So, yeah. Dang. So it's, it's crazy because as much as I want the stimulus, you know, like the next one to be like bands or something, it, it's like, so does that mean it's like, all right, if I know that the stimulus is coming based off this knowledge and I know it's going to devalue the dollar at this point. We're not professional, but I should buy some Bitcoin, and because uh, when the dollar gets less valuable, is it a fact that my crypto is just gonna go up in some fashion? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I think I think everything goes up over time. You know, like that's always just like like yourself. You know, you're always trying to better and better yourself. So I think the stock market's like that Even too, because like because like when we're I got I got E Trade right, so yeah. I look at I kind of. I've been trying to look at the charts like and see like what the, the historical data is. And so like you can see how some just go up and down all the time. Some so let's have, break down the chart. My my only thing of the chart is um like through via Robinhood, this ain't no ad, but it is what it is, right? Uh that's a beginner's man's game just to it's like a, a Nintendo Game Boy Color Robinhood can in the stock in the like stock thing. You're just seeing enough the a the b you got the start select and the bumpers right yeah they have a great ui ux shout out to um robin hood's team and you guys did a great job on the basic design. and it's fun to be on you know when it's in the green that's all i'm saying it's real it's a very attractive it's a it's a a stimulant feeling to be on the app you know to see the numbers move it green mm -hmm. red all that you know it feels good and it's not too over compacted when you when you get to the TI-83, you know, calculator, it's almost intimidating. You All, all these things you can do on American <laughs> or, or all these yeah, other apps. Too many like, options. You have hella options. You can even have a keypad and start typing on it for no reason just because you're bored in class, right? Mm -hmm. But when you have the regular calculator, it's like, oh, hey, hey, I can use this. So that's what Robinhood makes me feel like. Um, so when, when you look at the chart, is it important to look at the data of the company? Because, like, what I see in Robinhood is – the amount of employees when it was established when it started is that just off principle you know i better i can't invest in something and go and not know how many employees work there would you say that's not good investing like just to do at least the basic scratch level of something like that or well i'd say you have to take a step back so all all charts are different not or i'd say this not all charts are the same so okay you know you the way you respond or treat or think about one chart may be different than the other Okay. I by saying that. Wow. All right. Wow. When you say all charts, can you name at least a title of three different charts if there's more than three, if there's not, or two? Like oh, oh, well, what I meant by that is they all have different time lengths. So you have the minute chart, you have the five minute chart, okay. the, you know, some UIs have the 10, the 15, and you go 25, 30 hour long chart. You can do two hour chart, four hour, um, all the way up to, um, you know, 10 year chart. So, I mean, just a 10 year chart. Yeah, yeah, ten years. Right, all right. So, so when you're telling me the chart, you're telling me how far back it has measured this going up in back ten years, or um, or yeah, good, great question. So the charts officially start when the stock or equity goes live on the exchange, selling the chart, selling okay. the when they get live on the exchange. So you know when you see an Airbnb chart, you see that because Airbnb is listed on the software of like the Nasdaq or or um uh the different uh 
sectors um, or major indexes. Sorry. All right. So here, help me understand this. All right. Let's talk about ourselves. We're an entity, or you heard right. What do we have to do to get on the chart where where we're worth? Is it you people invest in your herd radio and it becomes so? You know what I mean? Like, what is it? to be a stock to actually become a stock that's what i never understood there oh uber's going live maybe you're not an expert but i mean what kind of idea do you have of i'm trying to understand when you're going like they're on the nasdaq formula right so as the company's credit cards or whatever is happening and they're making profit mm-hmm. or something every day yep. the number will go up or down based off of you know the profit the company's making and then people yeah hmm so yeah a stock in general is just ownership share of a company so you can have a small business that you know they're um you know they have a partnership so you know you have 50 percent of the company i have 50 percent so if those were divided into shares then each of those two people would have one share of um you know d and j's uh, law firm or something like that so for a stock to become a highly traded stock or like um a, a you know a more known stock a then, ticker yeah you'd become you know, a, a more important, you know, uh, uh, no, I shouldn't say more important. You become a company that um, is so great, you know, you've gotten invited to get listed on the major exchanges. So, uh, because you what know, does NASDAQ, it mean when uh, they go IPO, like, or go pub, you know? Is that yeah, that's the initial, that's the initial public offering. And, and that's when a company has had nine successful quarters of straight revenue increases. And a lot of investors want to get their money on that train. So they apply and they uh, submit a file and they, um, they they try to get listed to the big show. It's like getting drafted so, to the NBA. Okay, and then so how does the price, I guess, start where it's like this one came in at $26 or this one came in at $1.14, you know? Yeah, that that's pretty complicated. There's a couple ways. So when a company is about to go, about to go public, you know, there's still private equity. So um, sometimes shares are divided by how much money people had already put in, but you know, uh, the initial public offering, I should tell you, that's the, that's like the second offering. That's like the general public offering. Okay. Um, these companies, um, they first private. throw ownership at major banks and kind of like the uh, the underwriter of, um, of the initial public offering. Wow. So to go public, you need to go through a big bank, which okay. is called an investment bank. So you have to go through like a Goldman Sachs, like a JP Morgan, and they legally divvy up shares and get ready to sell those shares to the public. So you sell part of your company to JP Morgan first. Yeah. And then they legally sell it on the exchange to, you know, you and I, retail okay. investors. Wow. No, thank you for that knowledge right there. Man, what, 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 I see your head racing, Bell. Like, what are you thinking when you go, whoa? Like, That's just straight knowledge right there. That's the thirst for knowledge, you know yeah, what I mean? Like The scholar. Yes, sir. Young degree over here. Shout out to the young scholar. Yes, you know sir. What I mean? But no, it's interesting because it's like, you know, I'm I'm new to it. So when I grasp my mind around it, I'm always thinking, you know, how do I can elevate and take it to the next level? And, you know, part of it is over time, which is consistency, which is a lot of people's new goals in 2021. We want to be more consistent. So, you know, like young mm-hmm. scholar, it's it's six years of just grinding. You know, I'm on like you know, two months of growing, like it's, you know, so it's over time. So it's all consistent. And that's where we can break it down to the charts and look at different charts. And and then, you know, we can tag our emotions and understand at least have a conscious bias right there. Let me stop him right there. Dion, you already said, he said our emotions, we never trade with emotions. 
You never put your you personal you emotions on You cannot trade with emotions. You have to have patience, discipline, and, and yeah, don't let those emotions get to you. Yeah, I mean, like, the number is going dumb. Today, what did we wake up to today? I think the S&P dropped by, um, you know, uh, half a percent. Yo, yeah. and that's huge, right? It's huge, yeah. There was a lot. It was a whole lot of red. Yeah, but a whole lot of red this morning. You saw that. Layer. Yeah, yeah. So, Slayer. you know, like, <laughs> how low will they go? Wow. <laughs> but, hey, you know what they say? When it's red, bye, bye, bye. You're bye, bye, bye. Hold the line. Bye, bye, bye. Don't you want to run me? Hold the line. Hey. Yes. I'm bye 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 baby bye bye hey for really yeah, 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 hey, yeah. and it's hard because you be low you be like my account went low. down you my low. thing my name dropped it get, it get 30 right for different people is different for like someone it's like it dropped 300 and I only had a thousand in it or something and then yeah. for someone it's like it dropped 400k for me you're emotionally in psychology you're bought you you get affected based off of the percentage of your account. So, you know, oh. if the market dropped 10%, your portfolio dropped 10%. If you have $10,000 and you lost, you know, a thousand, yeah. you're going to feel the same way as someone who had a hundred who lost 10. Yeah. You know, that's how it works with the body and emotion that you're going to feel. You got, those two people are going to feel the exact same. Wow. Amount of money in their account. Hey, <laughs> and it's hard to not have the emotions involved. Really? Uh, I, I, what I've learned from it. I mean, what I've learned is really just knowing it's really the, the the most important part, I think, just from my novice knowledge is the, your pullout game. Your pull, that that seems like the most crucial part, because what, what I'm thinking of is there's a bell. There's always a bell. OK. And you always want to pull out at the top of the bell, like right in the top center part of the bell. GameStop hit 465. Like that was the that was the point. And then it was like 320, 390, you know, and going down, declining. But that wherever it stops. So if you pull out wherever you come, is just elite because sometimes you're like, maybe it's too soon. You pull out an option at, yep. at, at 300 plus, and then your homie waited two days and pulled out at 1,000. You both won, but you're like, whoa, I wasn't – it almost hurt – Tell me how it feels to lose positively, where you're like you're on the same move, you pull out either too late or yeah. too early, and you both were in the positive, which is good. I'll I'll, I'll say this: first of all, <laughs> every loss is a learning experience. Every yeah, I'll say that. Um, whether you did it, you know, subconsciously, where you're like, wow, I wasn't even this was not part of my strategy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a learning experience, or whether you know you just get impatient, be undisciplined, and you make a trade, initiate a contract you weren't supposed to trade. Um, <laughs> then you still look at it as a learning experience. So they're both learning experience. But you know, if you if you can fight through that patience, um, and uh, just discipline yourself and follow, you know, a healthy strategy. What do I mean by a healthy strategy? Yeah, please. When please. you when Don't you buy a stock, you know, at a hundred dollars, you got to think of how much you just spent on that stock. So first of all, you know, a little personal finance tip, just you know, know the amount of money that you are able to lose. So, you know, $100 should be, whatever you put into a stock should be the money that, you know, this was disposable income where you're like, hey, if I lose this $100 tomorrow, I will be good. So, you know, emotionally, just knowing your entire account is is money that you personally in your life are okay losing, then, you know, that 
should help you that that's healthy there. And then second, mm. knowing what percentage of your money and your portfolio you can put on one single trade. So it's the same concept. You think of this trade and you're like, hey, if I initiate this, what part, if this completely goes to zero, will this blow up my account? And blow up account means, you know, your account goes to zero and you don't have any money. You can't make any, um, you know, uh, significant trades that will actually help you gain money. Um, so, so yeah, if you blow up your account, uh, you can't do that. So you just have to think, you know, if I have a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you might not want to spend, you know, more than, um, you know, $10 on a trade. Of course, that's really hard. So no one does it. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people do more like 40 and 50 and the rates are like, you know, pretty much half and half, like, fifth, you know, half of those people like, you know, actually do hey. something with that money. The other half probably lose it. <laughs> so when, to hey, be when you say that right there, for every winner, there's a loser in this game, right? If you came up, if you won, if you got it low and sold it high, you know, you've caught someone losing to buy it low and potentially yourself losing or when you caught some and you won when you sold the high and made some like whoa i made 14 into 200 yep yeah and that's the addiction i feel when it you, is yeah it's when you do something incredible like you said the hundred dollar account the thousand the hundred thousand the hundred k account the million account but when that person that made ten dollars put ten in and made you know a thousand or something and then the per, you know what i'm saying it's just like Whoa! I made a thousand out of ten somehow, or I don't think it's that high, but I don't know, or four hundred something that goes that blows your mind. Like to really think back and go, at one point it was twenty four dollars in my account, and now it's two hundred and forty. Yeah, I was gonna say part of it is just what you are doing in itself. Part of it's what you're doing itself. So I mean, when you're on a computer and you're pressing buy and you're pressing sell, there's um, psychology behind just the feeling that gives you as a person. So it's just like retail therapy. Like yeah. you feel good going inside like the Gucci store and just walking in. It's oh, your body just, you feel feeling. better. So like when you press that buy button, that's like, you know, that's a good feeling for some people. So like did that, that could be like a mental health positive for you're like right. a certain person. It's just still. literally pressing that kind of retail therapy like buy button. <laughs> So it's just like when you when you lose, I mean, when you sell a stock too, um, even if you're losing, um, it's kind of like a casino. Like it's like to you, it's just like almost like a game. And the sad part is you're losing real money. So I mean, think about casinos; they lose a lot more money in the stock market. But people are in there daily because it just looks fun. So like we can get <laughs> into that later. But there's a reason why uh, you mentioned the the coolness about Robin Hood's yeah, UI. The, the uh the, the the confetti when I yeah yeah so they have all this in. they have this little stuff that that makes you feel good but just the UI alone that black and green that kind of simple you know uh monochromism you know, minimalistic it's 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 set to feed uh uh age of investors that aren't you know aren't in the investing game today so investing typically is owned by you know older you know men uh who had the chance of being a stock market long ago so they passed that down so Legacy, man. when you talk about robin hood robin hood specifically targeting people who don't have that type of legacy. So that's why they make it, you know, very, you know, colorful and big cuz they're color, attracting baby. new money there. Yeah. So when they get that switch. You know, you'll have kids who might lose 10,000 on Robinhood, but to them, they don't really understand it because Robinhood just puts it as like a little like 10,000 negative and they just it's a game, you know, it's like an arcade thing. It's like you don't realize like you're you're playing with the real money. So it's just like 
you know, that's that's sometimes what will get you there. So you yeah. have to like really think like, you know, don't get too caught up in just like the right. hypeness of the UIs because and, and that's what can see that would tear people the risk factor. You know what I'm saying? It's the on one hand, I'm hearing this. I put my money in my bank. It's appreciation is going to be like point zero one or, you know, negative point. Yeah. It's like what of it going up by sitting there, them. The value of it going up that you know but i put that same hundred that could be sitting in my all right this is how i'm looking at it now all right i have a hundred that i could put in the savings right i'm getting paid i put a hundred there but instead of putting that hundred in savings i use that hundred and i buy a hundred i'm gonna use uh for lack of like a sundial that's been in the game lately cannabis uh share it's like at a dollar 16. So I take my hundred and I buy as much dollar sixteens as I can with it. Essentially, what I'm doing is I'm throwing my hundred in a savings account, but not my bank, not Chase Wells Fargo, Bank of America, none of that. I'm throwing it in Robinhood or a different wallet and buying a hundred dollars worth of this thing. And then I'm saying to myself, those dollars that hundred I put in will at least go up ten, twenty cents. Or maybe you know or five cents uh by the end of the year and be worth more than a hundred that i put in and so i'm getting more money if it even went up a cent all year or so than i am leaving it in my savings account but on the other end when we wake up to a red day like this that hundred is now only worth forty dollars for some reason and who knows if that's the last where it'll just be like it, it blows out and I lost that entity of a hundred, which could have been in my savings account and stayed solid right there, you know? Right. So I get that you have to have a balance of like maybe savings, but it's also, I'm hearing that balance to kind of steer toward investments. Cause you'll, you'll, if I had my money in Bitcoin, people but, made a lot of money. But simpler to like you said, you know how you said that like a bell, you want to get out at the top of the bell, right? Where everyone's dinging, you know, yeah. where everyone's winning, they're That's winning right, at the yeah. top. Yeah. But you also got to think that, if you're looking back to the charts, there's a whole bunch of bells yeah. and it's basically just a graph of up and down. And so that graph going up and down is going to exponentially grow over time. That's why they have the 10 year chart. So, I mean, the consistency is really key at whatever you do. And I guess that's what takes on to your legacy, which is why we want to always carry on our legacy because mm-hmm. we want that consistency to say oh we did this for so many years this is my legacy you know i made new shoes for 30 years and that's why i got this legacy you know what i mean so pause yes sir ski baby baby don't forget to read for 20 minutes a day this is just your daily reminder from soon coming thoughts Reading 20 minutes a day can get you access to 1.8 million years by the end of the year. That's right. Exercise that brain. Exercise that knowledge. Exercise your rights. You heard? You're putting on free game. That's for sure. And we appreciate that. Uh, so what are you reading right now? Me, I'm reading uh, Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Laws of Human Nature. Yeah, yeah. Human Nature. Hmm. the nature of human correct the nature of human so let me ask you what is what is the nature of human 
who the nature of human or religious religiously or not religiously? i mean let's go both real quick non-religiously uh, i don't know okay. um religiously I mean, religiously uh i i'm a christian i believe in, in jesus christ so i think the nature is, is is god made made humans yes and how do all right let me ask you a question um all right this one because you know you'd be thinking abstract where do you think self starts like your heart you want me to talk about the book? yeah we're, we're gonna go to the book but i'm gonna ask you real quick where do you think self starts your brain or your your heart or your soul is it your soul or is it your brain where is self for me personally yeah. it's brain brain right. knowledge is power it's your brain there's these motive it's a it's the best muscle you have I think your brain can overcome a lot of things, the mm. way you think, the way you approach a situation. Bam, so that you, Jeremiah, came from your brain, your 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 vibe, your... Yeah. Okay. I got a past life for sure. Yeah, sir. All right, Dion, like based on, you know, human Dion, nature. No, I would just say, um, just like Jay said, the, the key word you said there was past. So when you talk about knowledge, it's your experiences, right? Yeah. You know, so I mean, if you experienced, you know, a car accident and you haven't, then that is is the person who who knows how it looks you know smarter than the next person yeah you know if knowledge is power then yes but if it's not then no but um wow. but knowledge is, is your experience right that was a great example yeah it is you know what i'm saying um but anyway uh laws of human nature um that's a human psychology book uh i picked that one up because one robert green is a baller and then two uh I'm super into psychology and just the way humans think. So think about it. You're around humans, you know, how many hours of the day would you say? Uh, let's say 20. A lot. 24 seven, 24 seven, So, I mean, if you're, if you're around humans so much, uh, you're going to find it so beneficial to read books on how we humans think. think. So like you can read a book like laws of human nature and you know, on, not on any manipulation stuff, but you can anticipate the way people act, the way people respond to questions, the way, the the, the way you should respond to questions, the way I, they should think about when you. When you say that, is that as raw as when you're lying, you twitch, you you fidget, exactly, and, and exactly. Like, oh, you're he's exactly there, and masking those things to yeah. So the best poker players would be very good at reading people. How do you read people? You know, um, body cues and body cues is one of the biggest if you know attributes slouch, of just like, human psychology. Oh, you're slouched, something's down. You you're not happy with that card. You may be having a straight face, but your shoulder is like lean, like you look defeated in a fashion. Your foot is fidgeting. But then again, at the end of the day, when you have control yeah. of that nature, you can fidget on yeah, purpose to exactly. You and fidget on purpose to make them think, "Oh, he's down. He's down bad." Yeah. I'm gonna do a royal flush. I don't even know poker. <laughs> but I'm gonna drop something on you that's lit, lit. The blue eyes, white dragon, and then he came out the cut with the triple head because he 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 tricked me into thinking he was like white man can't jump. This guy can't ball. Look at him shooting around looking stupid. Exactly. Let me take your money, boy. Yeah, so so if if you were if you, if you didn't on your own pick up like hey if I pretend to be down maybe this person thinks I'm down so mm -hmm. you know you know then I can beat them when their guard is down if you didn't if you didn't pick that up naturally yeah. then laws of human nature would help you pick that up just by reading it wow is, is what, what why I like that book but yeah when you talk so all right so human nature bam you it's almost like the National Geographic on us and just like when we go look at the lion and its natural habitat. 
as it stalks it sees it can't run too long so it has to get it quickly it's it's like understand the way it's moving and and and, and pulsing you know how we as like oh if there's a fire the likelihood is we're all going to go around it yeah yeah i don't it gets know. deep i feel like that's all i'm saying yeah i don't know if the emotions for, were the same for me i, th- I think you know if, if i were at, at you know the, the animal analogy you use i'd probably be more kind of like mesmerized but you you read lots of human nature and you're just like blown away on just it will dissect you wow. like laws of human nature oh. like you'll read a passage you're like dang i think robert green just called me out from thirty thousand miles away and I, you you will think he's I, I staring need, right at you like, i need one example how he called you out just one just. he'll he'll tell you about you know like there's a whole chapter on bias and like what, what does bias mean like why do you you know think an asian person can make better chinese food than a black person, or a person. It just talks about bias, like wow, how you get around bias, how you know bias is, uh, you know, used today in our society, and oh just uh, you know, so you can literally read the book and you're like, hey, this person might be biased. So not only does it tell you like, you know, how to watch out for your own bias, but it tells you how to get around people who might be biased. So like, if you ever grow up, you know, fear of the world, you're like, hey, this person might not like me because I'm like black or like someone else. You can read a psychology books and know how to deal with people who look at you like that. If that makes sense. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. What do you have to say about that bell? Like, I know you was in the. What's what's up with that? Yo, that's 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 real game right there. That's free game right there. No. Oh. Shout out to all the listeners. That's free game right there. Slap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real. That's a step curry. Step back with the three and the dagger in no, your way. You know what I mean? That? Yo. Like, we're woke. We're woke. We're awake. We're awake. Oh, man. All right. Human nature. Now, if you combine the study of psychology and 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 then and, and put that to the charty charts, the economic life. Yeah. You got to advantage. I see what you're doing. You're not no prey. You a predator out here. Right. He's getting prepared. He came invisible in the <laughs> forest. Yeah. Like camouflage. What's up, Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have to read it, reiterate first. Okay. So investing and trading are very different. Okay. You know, um, you know, trading, you're looking for short term gain. This is like two years max. You know, sometimes it's two months, you know, sometimes it's two minutes, sometimes it's two seconds. Literally, sometimes, you know, you'll make trades that are two seconds. And those ones, you know, people playing with large sums of money can can have a very lucrative career if they buy by day trading, you know, you're in and out within the day is what day trading is. So mm-hmm. there's trading where you're looking at totally different types of stocks. Like when you're trading, you're looking at stocks that have high volume, um, you know, a lot of options activity around them, stocks that have big news, you know, you know, some people play earnings or just like, you know, if there's a change in the company or something like that, you're playing stocks that you can get like a quick, like in and out, like a lot of volume. Like I'm going to, I'm going to um, take advantage of the hype. You got to take, you know, you got to take advantage of the hype, hype of the stock investing is totally different these are companies that you know your parents might have heard these are microsoft's like these are like you know nvidia's you're looking when you're investing you're looking for companies that if i put ten dollars in this today i'm expecting 50 60 70 dollars by the time i'm 60 and you're like oh you know oh 10 to 60 you know over 40 years like that's nothing well you know the more you get paid the more you invest the more you build that you know it compounds so you know if it's 100 and it goes to 101 that that 10 percent adds on to that extra one that dollar on top of that you know wow so it's just like compounding interest huge investing so it's like you you have a totally different mindset when you do um 
both. Okay, because again, all right, one is disposable, as you said. You're okay with losing it. Both are disposable. <laughs> can't do that to me. <laughs> I can't, you can't do that. Like, make me make this hard choice. I'm like, oh, this could have been for me to experience life, which is indisposable experiences, right? It's okay because you have you have you set yourself a level so i mean if you if you let's say you have you had a million dollars in the market Mm -hmm. but you started with ten dollars you're up nine hundred you know not nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine eighty right oh my god so it's like so it's like you're up so much that it's like your disposable income was still that initial ten dollars obviously you know you're gonna add to that and you know it's gonna be you know several different but i'm saying like the more you are risk averse can kind of just um invest um intelligently then you know, you have that strategy, you have that plan, you eventually are making so much gains that it won't need to only be disposable income. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, if you're investing good stuff, that's a savings account. So I mean, that's a good point. So this is what I say. It's not just disposable income for investing. Okay. Right. It's expected in gain. your savings. So, so I tell people before you start investing, make sure your debt's paid off. Okay. So pay, pay off all your debt. Um, you know, that's not always the case where people have a ton of debt and have a different plan, whatever your strategy is for debt, whatever, but, um, try, I'd say, try to pay off your debt. And then once your debt's paid off, then, then you have savings account, debt. savings <laughs> account, let's talk savings account. So savings account, I tell people you want to only keep six months, six months of expenses in a savings account. So you have, you know, let's say you have a hundred bucks in your checking in your savings account three to six months expenses so whether that's 5k 10k 20k you know what 30 50 100 a million you only keep six months of what you actually need so that's bills gas food um a little bit of leisure keep that in your savings everything else go to a portfolio so my savings account has looked at the exact same since forever i've always kept a certain amount once i built up to that six months expenses it's been the same for years so my my savings account never goes up it never goes down it stays the same my money from from the things i do um goes directly into my checking and that gets sent to my e-trade my fidelities um uh you know retirement stuff like Mm. the iras and then the rest goes into goes into leisure but once you have that savings account then it doesn't have to be only disposable. Everything else goes to okay. your to gaining it. And then, so here's my question: You have that solid savings account, right? You're starting to hit gains, but it's nothing for that money to just be a digital 100k that I seen grow, you know, or you know, in this Robinhood or in this Ameritrade app. Um, what what amount do you pull? Do you go since I put 100? In, I mean, I guess I must be personal to each person, but what's I guess a ideal uh, I'm, I have my savings account. It always stays at six months. What's healthy for someone to continue to invest, but also enjoy their investment, like pull out forty k or yeah, it's everyone has a different lifestyle, and you support your lifestyle, you know, based on how you want to do it. Yeah. So, so if you're gonna buy a house, then you know, unload the whole thing if you need to, or like, you know, if you wanna, you know, go on a vacation, unload some. But what I'd say is only sell if you need the money and you know you know so don't you know if you need to go to the movies like pull out of microsoft so you can have a hundred bucks and then you go buy it buy a movie right, ticket well because, yeah exactly well said it, it makes you think of the guy that bought the domino's pizza with bitcoin and find out it's worth racks like 10 no racks way. you heard of that right 
They're like back oh. in when Bitcoin was young or something. This man bought, uh, he sold like I don't know, either a dollar or some a few like something that equivalates to ten dollars at the time of Bitcoin to buy Domino's pizza or something like that. And then they're mm-hmm. like, that same amount would be worth like 10K today or something. So to think like, oh, that little amount back in 08 or something, he was like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll just buy me a pizza. I'll just go to the, like you said, something small. Like it wasn't necessary, but he's like, fuck it. I mean, I got it. I'm going to just sell this Microsoft and get me a Nintendo Switch real quick. Something Dang. that can depreciate, done, bam. And then I find out it's worth oh, my goodness. Don't Don't ever sell your investments to buy a depreciating asset. Like oh. if you're gonna if you're gonna sell I and mean, do you like if you like life's about living you like know cars you're not depreciate right you it, get the new Lambo truck in seven years I mean you know what I'm saying the other new you want the newer one like even the next year it's already worth less like the Lambo truck that you everything every every season of apparel I got the Gucci but now it's already season yeah at the end of the day you do you but you know yeah. like you know I can get into personal it's like you know. You got You got to be disciplined. You got to be disciplined. All right. Yeah. Say that. I like you know, that. You it's said, not always fun, but it's like. I like that you, you know. said that because you said, "Yo, you can't just be a yo." I'm about to get these new cement threes. Like, I, can I add to that? I know. I know many of people who have, you know, a million plus in their in their brokerages right now today. I know. I can. I can call at least fifteen people who have a million dollars in their e trades. But the thing is, I look at the cars. Okay, one of them has a pretty nice car, <laughs> but. I look at the cars and, and I'll take that back. I'll say three of them have a really nice car. But I look at the cars out at least like twelve of those people in like They're all Tesla model three thirty five. They're they're all something, you know, I'd say, you know, if that you know, you know, fifty K or less. Uh, they all have different styles, so they could be different they're you know, some has a little sports car, some has a little forerunner. Like, but like yeah, someone has a truck. But like the thing is they're this is the price of them. And whenever I I'll be at dinner with them or I'll be messing around, I'll be like, man, like like you know you've 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 reached the million dollar mark this year or whatever they did i was like that's so crazy that, like you're not gonna you know go you know get that rari you know what i'm saying i always make the joke of course i don't actually mean it because you know depreciation um, gutty yeah Why? yeah it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I know the mindset of a lot of my friends who have money like that and they've and they've kind of passed on to me but um they've like none of them or care about like that stuff. Now, if you just have a stupid amount of money, like, you know, one of my friends has, you know, that's when you get that crazy car. Cause if, if you're, if you're just so in tune, personal, you know, financially with that, you're the personal finance, not everyone's like that. You have yeah. other people who came into money differently and inheritance or blah, blah, blah. Everyone's going to act differently. <laughs> everyone's going to act differently, but I'm just talking about the average, like you worked hard for your money, you know, personal finance, like you get your thing. And a lot of people who are more conservative and just kind of like, you know, living, you know, that conservative life. Yeah. Like, not a lot of them have, like, the nice car. It's, it's crazy how it's so marketed to people who, you know, love that stuff. But the people hey. who who have the money to get it, like, not not even all of them get it sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's that's wild. what we were talking about last one, Bell. Remember, we were, like, the Steve Jobs, the billionaires yeah. be wearing the polo shirt, the New Balance shoes, the yes, denim, yeah. the high-water denims, you know, Skechers, and no chain, They'll have an, ex- they'll, but here's the thing, and the slight, like, they might have a $50 quality watch, but it's not like, it's not a Rolex or a Roly. It's like. It's a G-Shock. It, it's indestructible. No, no, no. Not even the G-Shock. I mean, these cats are wearing Casio's, you know what I'm saying? These cats are wearing Casio's, but got a million in their pocket. You know, they got the calculator watch, and they just snuck on you. They're at the bowling alley, you know what I mean? 
just looking regular. Yeah. And that's how that's it's like hiding in the police station. Yeah. I walk by with the big bezel chain with the spinner. You know what I'm saying? Like look at me. And <laughs> I, I don't even I got gotta, the I don't even got the clout, but now people wanna I'm a target. They but I zip past you in the Prius with the milli in my pocket. I can spend the cash right now. That's different, you know? Yeah, I I can't even cap. I got to tell you, out of those 15 people I'm naming, not one of them got a weak watch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, There's some things that you just you just got to come that, through it. Now, now it's nothing crazy. Like I don't see in my friend my friends like a Frank Mueller or something like that. Like, but like, yeah, a lot of them do have like the casual like like Rolex or or something like that. So I okay. think it goes back to you know when you spend money on stuff. Like sometimes the quality really matters too. Like, Time, money, it doesn't matter if it's expensive. Like if the quality's worth it. You know. So again, like it comes back to everyone's. Then you said about like, the watch though. The watch is like an investor is like. It's it's appreciating too, so it's not depre it's not wow. depreciated. So if you buy a Rolex for ten, you know it might be worth you know eleven in two years or something like that. So it actually goes up. That's crazy. Yeah, the watch market's crazy. I might depop crazy, but we ain't gonna talk about that appreciation. Oh, there you go. <laughs> appreciation. No, wow. No. Okay, so here we are, investing mindset and trading mindset. That's two different minds. That's the. Right. That's the, the cognitive and what's the other side of a mind? The cognitive and uh, the fight or flight. Uh, you know, Scarface, Two Face. You know what I'm saying? There's two sides: shadow, light, yin yang, bang bang. You know what I'm saying? So, to think, yeah, to think that, you know, just to think that, uh, you have to have two different mindsets with money being a thing. But I like what you said, Rick. There, you really put us on points to take away. Put that savings account to where you are, and that will adjust in time. I I suppose. Um, again, like if you change your lifestyle, if you if you keep gaining money but stay in a certain mean of life, opposed to going, I'm making an extra, let's say, ten k a year, and I I go from an apartment that's fourteen hundred right. a month, and it's I decide, like, I decide to like get myself to twenty eight hundred. I try to match sure. that, but instead, I stay at the fourteen hundred, and now I have the triple stack. You know, it's just a controlling that you know so if i stay at the 1400 living i can keep that savings at that six month mark where it's not moving even yeah. though i have the ability to live in 5k a month now you know mm -hmm. so that's really what you you really were you're putting them on i'm just saying because you got to live within your means here's the thing in my experience working at jackson hewitt that's when i really got familiar with taxes and um i did that back in i want to say like 2014 did like two seasons of tax season and I, I did basic, like, filing tax, how people do it on TurboTax, I guess you could say. I just interviewed you, and I just knew the facts from the tax book. You can't claim a child unless you live with them for six months in a year. Just knowing those dates, like, uh, and I'm interviewing you and answering, asking those questions and filling in your income, wherever it's from, and 1099 miscellaneous. If you have shares and stuff, it got tricky for me to do that. I had to go to the more advanced tax prepper um that yeah yeah i gotta CP. pay for that 35 premium once yeah. you get the, the brokerage going yeah but uh small at, price to pay at the end of the day uh the tax game is just no joke especially so here it is people would make more money um so i'm filing their taxes no name to it maybe and you know just like on your terrible tax they'll go you know you made maybe 30k this year you had one job then you got another job and now you're making maybe 43k but you don't even feel like you're making 40. That's the sick part because they'll come, we'll do this interview, uh, I'll, you know, the session, and then I'll tell them that they owe 1,000 because maybe they forgot to be an exempt on their W-2 or, or W-4. They didn't put that, 
they didn't put zero exemptions. They put like two or three and they didn't get taxes taken out because it's saying like, oh, if you have essentially three kids, right, we'll give you more of your money. And uh, and then at the end of the day, I mean, that's still tax money, right? So you'll get child tax credit and now potentially cover that portion and you still get a refund. Oh, okay. If you don't, if you don't put zero, right, and you have no kids, you're not getting that tax credit, mm -hmm. you're not getting any taxes taken out, like an estimated amount of taxes taken out from your from your paycheck. Oh, okay. So oh. when you put, oh, three or four, whatever, you're like, dang, my checks are bigger. Yeah. At the end, it goes, oh, based off the 30K you made, let's say you owe 10% of tax, you know, you owe like 1000 or 3000 There we go. $3,000 mm -hmm. uh, in tax. If, you're, if your job had been zero exempt, your job might have took out if you owe 10%, maybe 11%, right? So now it says you owe $3,000 in taxes for the, uh, you know, 30K you made. Your job took out, let's say, 5K. So then now you're getting a refund of $2,000 because it's going to pay off your taxes. Your job been taking out that federal income tax out. So now when you add that all up, it's this much amount. This is how much your portion is. This is whatever tax bracket you're in. So you owe that much. You pay that up, all right, what's left over is this, and then you're paying for the program, TurboTax or whatever. We're taking 100 out or 200 because you used us or you used Jackson U or you used H&R Block. Mm -hmm. Whoever you use, your CP, they take their portion out, but this is your refund, you know, the extra that you paid. Now it gets juicy when you get the credits of, oh, I have three kids. Each kid's worth 1000 1000 or something like that. Now you're getting... And that's just like, I'm thinking like an estimate of, oh, if you're buying diapers, you're buying clothes, all the tax you've been getting. So we're giving you a credit of a thousand for a kid or something. Maybe a kid was more than a thousand a year, but it's, you know, it's not. Even. But yeah, so that's where you're getting those, uh, you're getting that. So, I mean, just coming into, just thinking of just the, the idea of the money you take out and people get greedy. So yeah, so cats will come in making more money, but again, they change their lifestyle or whatever. And then also maybe they did something like adjust their exempt shit and had no kids or whatever, and now they owe money. But then at the same time, I'm looking, I go, whoa, last year you made 30K, and this year you made ten, like $13,000 more. Owe money to who? Oh, the IRS. I mean, in that case, that's uh, like in the taxes, that's that's who you owe your money to. Facts, facts. Do, you know, do you know what they do with that money? When they get it? No, I don't. I have no idea. I think that's crazy. Tell me. Well, one, I just want to know that that's crazy. Like, no. <laughs> I think if you go around, and you ask, like, you know, uh, not, you know, hundred percent. If you ask everyone in the world, like, do you know when you pay taxes? Like, do you know like where that money goes? I think it's crazy how like we go. It goes to our taxes. That'd be the answer, and that's that's the common answer because that's just what you've been taught. So it's just like. So what's our taxes though? What is it going to the road part? I mean, do they just divvy it like, oh, take some of this huge amount that's coming from everybody and 400K is going to roads in different, you know, whatever, you know, because yeah. now the we're getting the, the, the short answer is that every county does it different. Okay. So like the short, short answer is that like everyone's going to do it different. Now, if you take like, again, like the common county that like has a certain problem, that's where you get like legislation, like voting comes in when you get politics because, you know, political figures, they decide where the money goes. So that's like the, another kind of short answer. So political mm. figures, whether it's the governor or something like that, they decide like, Hey, we had a million dollars in our town, poor town. We're going to give, you know, 10 K to build the public skate park or like 10 to build something. So the short answer is 
is uh, politics. Those are the people who, who decide. Wow, so where the politics money goes are to. making the decision of the money and yeah. our, pers- our personal life based off of their beliefs. So, so it's just, it, yeah, it's just something to note. Just know where your money's going. Wow, man. You Always know where your money's going. Like when you sick. when you think taxes, don't just think like, hey, I gotta pull my taxes. Like you know, care sometimes. Just be like. I actually want to figure out like where my money going. And I think uh, the thing I love about economics and finance is that when you follow the money, you'll learn about life. Like when you follow where the money goes, you'll learn why what happened, why people are acting. Like a lot of people, a lot of people talk about nine eleven, mm-hmm. and we grow up in this you know uh, U.S. educational system where you know we stand up, we talk about it, we 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 we. Um, you know, uh, remember the lives of the people, you know, who died, all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But no one ever talks about the war. We do in class, but like you talk about the retaliation, you don't talk about the problem, you don't talk about like, you know, what happened. And if you look back in 9 11, like the whole thing started Did with uh, a war on oil, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, which was then, you know, massed under a war on. Uh, weapons of mass destruction, right? Yeah, so, uh, you know, you had the weapons, you had the oil, you had these countries fighting over it, and, you know, I always asked myself, I was like, I was like, geez, like, why is the U.S. even over there? You know what I'm saying? And I was just thinking, like, man, I feel like the U- the, the U.S. has no business being in, you know, way across the world where they had to fly all the way over. So I learned more about why the U.S. is over there. And, you know, the U.S. was backing up a country that was going to war over oil and those weapons um you know they u.s was backing up that country because it was in the u.s best interest so a lot of people don't think about like what does it mean to be in the U- united states of america's like best interest um i think everything comes back down to money mm-hmm. um, whether it's you know um you know the military whether it's president you know the markets everything comes down to the underlying fact of you know people supply the military and stuff so i just i, I think that you know um, Live and die by the dollar. It's yeah, yeah. A lot of people talk about nine eleven, but they don't they don't talk about the oil war and why the U.S. was over there. So, man, it's, it's just it, it's it's wild. Something to think about. <sighs> Let me ask you guys this. You know, we're gonna come to a close. Get to our local to global. Let me ask you this. I mean, here, have you ever got to the thought of uh, how how should I say this? Uh, a life without money, in a way, I like. Oh, what if we just had these leaves covering our privates? We all hunted and gathered that they kind of share, cut, trade, actual tools or rocks, you know, kind of that. I guess it's the same thing, essentially trade. But I mean, there was no currency, but money is just a evolved way of trading. An imaginary, like, essentially, if I gave you a bag of rice or something, but now I'm giving you a price. You know what I mean? It's exactly. The, the dollar is just a physical instrument used to buy and sell goods. And that was invented by a human through a machine. You know, we chop wood. But, like, what is the dollar? That's just the the vehicle that we've used today. But, yeah, currency and just um, buying and selling, that's been around since the first people on Earth. You know, if you need a bed and someone has, you know, a rock, so you might trade them for, you know, a salmon. that or something. So, like, like you said, exactly, there's been wow. transactions going on for ages but wow. you know what what yeah. was originally water became you know what fire and then you know people traded clothes and then shoes and then now you get to gold you know and you're like oh well well you know you have that and then and then past someone gold. just wanted something shiny at one point in life it was like you found gold in your mind or whatever um naturally mm-hmm. uh i you know i found 
I found a diamond in the dirt or whatever. And you go, I want your shiny. I'm like, I want your shiny. And you're like, mine is harder to find, so it's worth more of your shinies. Like, it's just crazy how how we really just traded the, just off of what you made value to. If, if, like you said, at its rawest form, we're out there, and I I I get you a deer, and you eating rabbits. You know what I'm saying? And here it is, like, I got the first deer. Maybe you'll get your own deer now, you know what I'm saying? But We're going global to local, you uh, know yeah, what it means? Yeah, you know, man. You might find the diamonds in Egypt, but you might find the gold in Saudi Arabia, you yeah, know? You never, you actually, never know. And we trade in for some. No, actually, uh, that's, a, that's a cool thought. I, I think of real estate, and I think of, like, government projects. And I always wonder, I was like, man, I wonder if the government just, like, let the people have ownership and private equity of the con- the contract building and what if those people you know became owners of their individual mm. condos that they're living in the government housing you know they'd automatically listed on paper they'd automatically be millionaires like imagine if you grew up in jay-z's like new york brick mansions yeah but let's say you turned that's in a very prime location of just the world like that's in new york you know yeah. like if, if the government didn't own it and like the poor people in the government housing owned it like they'd on paper become overnight millionaires each one of them like all 50 in the entire building if the government just signed over the building to each one of them like you literally have some guy who like couldn't afford you know like dinner like all the week he'd automatically you know be staying at the penthouse you know you know the four seasons on vacation so it's but i don't know you have to ask yourself like you know why not? But you know ownership—it's so important that wow. You, know, well, you got to think of yourself first. I guess is what the government's saying there. What I want you to think is, when you look up at these high rises as you're driving downtown to get Liddy, you know Capitol Hilly, you know Rainy Street, you, you know what well, you whatever block you on, you it's time I I I pop smoke on block on make a beatbox. You know you out here. And you look at that high rise, you go, is it just legacy kids up there? Just ones with handed money or, you know, am I up there? And just know that there's choices you can make to, I'm saying, to elevate. There's there's things you can either buy these drinks every weekend or you may not drink two couple weekends and, you know, flip that drink. Make make your money make money. And why, like they say, when you get to your first, what what is it in this trade engine? 100K it's easy you know what i'm saying another you know they say when you get to your first milli it's fun after that it's just hard to fathom but keep fathoming that's all i'm trying to say keep fathoming yeah no just to your point i always say like you know going going further why is why is 100k the mark to reach in trading i don't want to get people too excited to be like oh like you know 100k, 100K. Uh, like get, it's just like a hundred dollars was the mark until you buy your first house right 100k and shit right or but I mean, like a hundred as a kid when we were running to the ice cream truck age, it's like, yo. Then you don't even gotta get what to high school, and you're just trying to get a pair of shoes. And a hundred's cute, you know. Vans cost thirty, or Jordans cost one eighty. Just where you thought it was a lot. So I guess to the wrong, that's just the idea of three digits, especially when the majority don't have a healthy two. You know, like two digit in the saving account. When I say two digits, you know, what I mean, I mean like fifty k or. 30k so, something like that like so mm-hmm. so when I, when I talk to people about trading and they ask me you know what like the golden point to reach i tell people 100k is the the golden spot to reach because of just the interest you make off the average trade so the average trade you should expect 
around, you know, an 8% gain on the lower end. And then, you know, sometimes people hit 50, 60. But when you're talking about that on 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, it doesn't always happen so quick. You know, you can have a $10 in your account. And if you make 100% on a trade, then you only have $20. So it's hard to like really continue to make because you that means you have to have an award-winning trade every time oh, until you Lord. reach 100K. But think about it. If you have a million dollars, and you make that same trade the person with ten dollars did. You turned a hundred percent. Then you have two million. So like that person only did one trade. They don't have to like. They don't have to get uh, not lucky. They don't have to have the law of averages and, and get that so many times to get because they already have the money. So I'm just saying that like the golden spot you want to get to is a hundred k because what's the average percentage of a trade you get? It's around nine. So when you reach a hundred k mark, your average trade you should expect to gain around nine percent per trade. And once you gain that 9%, it really just starts 9, 9, 9, 9. It really starts going at that point. So 13 here. Not every day is a 9. No, you're going to have that negative 55 day. But I'm saying that like once you get to 100K is when you actually feel like all your work is paying off. When you're at like $10, $100, $1,000, $10,000, you have to be very, you know, um, I shouldn't say you can lay back when you get to 100K. But I say you have to be very like on top of it because it's like, you know, you can have a good week, have, be phenomenal. You could perform to the point where, like, you know, Warren Buffett would be like, man, hey, man, nice job. And you still are only at, like, $30,000 from that 10K. Like, yeah. think about it. Like, you could be, like, the LeBron James of trading. But if you started with 10, you don't actually get to, like, you know, you don't actually get to feel good about it, really, until you get to 100. Because you know, like, everything I did to 20 to 100, my next road is that 100 to a million. And then you're like, damn, like, I'm actually, like, my strategy works even though I just went through like 30,000 trades to do it and it was super hard. Now I only got to do like five trades and now I'm at like, that's why I say the sweep. Wow. Okay. Cause right, you kinda, really, that, that first, that I'm, first hundred is, it's crazy. Hey, here we go. Trade at life. Trade at life. Yes. sir. Okay. Mr. Young scholar degree. We're going to take <laughs> it to our local to global. So yes, sir. young, young bell, that sound like, you know, let me know who we, who we hollering at? Yeah, I'm gonna shout out. I'm gonna shout out the layman. They're uh they do a little bit of clothing up in Seattle. I got my boy Steez. He's out there repping them. So you know I'm gonna give a shout out to them. Shout out to James Fisher too. He's the boy from from WSU. You know he's doing his little rap thing too. So yes, that's my local to global man. All right. Well, I'm gonna take it to the G, the Boombox, the OG, uh, Will Vintage. All right, rap record life rap records life uh now as a colleague of mine he's moving on graduating doing big things so big shout out to him uh coding getting into the getting into the crypto tech life i guess you could say not not money wise but uh uh as far as like you know coding and whatnot but he does beats he uh educates me you know as far as dj scratchers so check out his beats check out the vibe the education of the hip-hop west coast oakland style and uh, you know what I'm saying? Catch some knowledge. So this uh my guy. Uh you're gonna have it all tagged below. Uh and uh, young scholar, we didn't like have you pre prepare, but if there's anyone in mind that um, you know, you wanna shout out that's doing their thing, what they're giving advice, what do ooh, there's our local to global something that's local, you know, we see. Bussin. Yeah, I was speaking a lot about that um that artist. Uh I think it's Blast. B L X S T. Yes sir. I, not a lot of people are, are saying the name verbally, so I actually know how it sounds, but um Blast is he's on point. That's a vibe. He's he's hitting right now. So Excellent. I got him on repeat. Uh I didn't know about him 
before i think uh i didn't know about him before november but just in the last three months which has felt like three days um he's flew into my top five you know artists that i listen to today wow. and yes, i'm very loyal to that top five so for him to just hop in there overnight pretty hey, much i'm us, like Jeez, well, this well, dude me, is nice. what's the top five i mean Ooh, so no particular order, just your top five. No right? order, thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate yeah, that. I got you. Um, I'd say Tidal Sign is in there. Yeah. Drake is in there. Uh-huh. Um, Tory Lanez is actually. I know he's going through a lot, but like I'm not gonna lie, his music be in for me. I ain't been broken a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, Tory so Lanes. Tory Lanez is in there, and then I'm gonna throw Blast in there. All right, and then oh, my fourth. Um, uh, wow. <sighs> You know, can I just can we just put Young Thug and Gunna as one? Okay, or, sure. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. So, so to be honest, I've been listening to Gunna more in the last uh, two months or or month. But I know Young Thug once, uh, you know, once he drops the new stuff, keeps collabing. I know, I know, you know, he's he's goat style, so I, I know he's not, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, in the studio as much anymore. But his last album. I mean, if you like, you know, from I'm a stoner is just so impressive. Like his chair game. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Impressive. He he has a different sound, so it's all about being unique these days. And anyone I like, who's unique, I like that will make top it. five though. I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, man. Hey, um, yeah, we'll definitely we can uh, ride out to a, to some blast. So I'll definitely get something bopping just Sweet. off that. And then uh, uh, before we get there, I'm gonna hit my deep pop of the week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ski. Uh, per usual, definitely check check in with Vaughn Fitz. Uh, that's my little cousin out here, just putting me. He's the one that got me into the game. Now, everything we spoke about, as far as you know, lifting your share again, economics, make this Modella can worth more. Like buy this watch, sell it for more. Go to this shop or your shirt and sell it. So that's what we doing out here except it's uh, clothing mostly, but it could be anything. So it's like a digital thrift store, depopping. Um, this account here, I'm going to have to give a shout-out to... Uh, hey, and I'm going to do a shout-out to Singular. Uh, Singular, I guess. I mean, uh, <laughs> I just... That's just how I'm going. Uh, what I like about this page is they do a rotation of about three different models, I'll say. And uh, it's always just a very simplistic style you know uh the location the posture it, it's a uh, it's just mannequin like uh to i mean this is where the mannequins got it from at least that's again my interpretation just from seeing it uh large amount of followers but that's all it is people want to see the fits and what it is i see it they got the blue check you know the vibes deep hop of the week and off that you definitely on principle got to check out mine still young that's my younger brother you know what I'm saying? Making uh, making it happen, bringing to let that boy live, uh, brand into action. Uh, but for now, mind's still young. So what that is right there, it's just you know the thought of the mind, the innocence, uh, the curiosity, the strength, the baby genius, the lucidness. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that is. Depop of the week. And on that, uh, exiting notes. Uh, Bell, what do you got to say to the people to keep them lifted, keep them uh, going through this week? You know, just keep on blasting off like a rocket. You know, blast off like a rocket. Easy. Blast off. Hey. Fuck it. Blast off. And the blast off, that's a lot of um, molecules moving at such a high rate. 
that it produces heat and meaning you know positivity out the window that's all i mean you gotta find it in the darkest hours shout out to my seattle heads it may be gloomy but there's light somewhere in florida somewhere else so in the market whenever someone's losing someone's winning when you got shade (laughs) you got sun somewhere else that's all i'm saying Dion, what are you leaving the people with uh just to get by keep it going keep it thriving Hey, it's all about you know growing and and uh you know just try to grow one percent better every day you know try to get better every day that's yeah. all i got yeah get better every day day by day in every way i'm getting better and better and with that being said this is your herd radio and you've just been moved signing out so Oh, before you get let go or let gone, this is a disclaimer. We are not financial, uh, and I'll have everyone say this. I, Amadi, am not a financial expert advisor. I can't tell you what to do with your money. Take this with vibes. How about yourself, Dion? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, this has been fun. Uh, You know, feel free to follow me on uh, Instagram or find me on Instagram. It's uh, at young scholar um you can sign into dms you know always say what's up or like hit me up about any you know financial questions you know it's my passion i love talking finance economics personal finance so feel free to hit me up um just know i'm not a financial advisor so um you know all advice it's more of suggestions ideas you know i always tell people do your own research you know don't you know don't let anyone you know throw Mm. information at you and you don't actually know what's going on so you know safe investing smart investing have a strategy Mm -hmm. but uh um you know learn learn something good you know ask questions but at the end of the day all ideas do your own do your own research (laughs) do your own research that's all i got for you hey hey and bell make that sound let them know you know i ain't no financial advisor i'll come help you mount your tv though (laughs) with these you know what i mean i'll come help you do some of that but no i ain't no financial advisor yeah and that's it and that and yeah dumb boys have just lived good day good night good vibes you're you got a fanny pack man right there Let that boy live. I feel like fucking weed up right now. Most of them be upside down. Oh, you acting like you good like now. I rearrange your gut right now. I'm gonna let you have control of me. Watch how you gon' fold in a minute. She gon' knock me on my phone when it's finished. Just promise I could do that on my own, but I'm winning. I know you feel like you can't win with no one here. Gotta go grab my chick, you know my forte 
Yeah, dance with me, don't stop my two-step I know you want my time, but I need them blue strips You know I feel the real, adding your two sets But girl, it's still the deal, like I produced it I'm not fucking yeah. with right now Bunch of women upside down Oh, you acting like you good like now I rearrange your gut right now I want you to have control in a minute I talk about you gon' fold in a minute She gon' knock me on my phone when it's finished I promise I could do it on my own, but I'm winning Shame, shame.